I'm Katie Cobbs, and I'm a worship shepherd here at the fellowship. If you haven't listened to the previous chapters, please go back and listen to them now. Today, we are in chapter four of the reset, and it talks about becoming wholehearted. I would like for us to walk away from this today challenged, convicted, and encouraged by what it means to be wholehearted and to live a life of full surrender. I want to start by reading how Jeremy Riddle describes a wholehearted life. He says, There is a glorious life God designed you to live, a life of immeasurable freedom, joy, and deep communion, a wholehearted life, a life where every part of the masterpiece he designed you to be fires together in a powerful union of single purpose. And then this is where it gets really good. God designed you to live whole before him, undivided, completely and utterly given over to one thing, one glorious father, son, and Holy Spirit, a life where his rule and his reign, his authority and word, his affection and love reside in you without conflict, without rival, and without interference. Man, and when I read that, I'm like, yes, sign me up. That's what I want. And that all sounds amazing, right? Like that's what we all want as believers and followers of Jesus. We want to live a life that is completely and utterly devoted to him. But why is it so hard to do? Um, Jeremy asks the question, why do so few take the path to becoming wholehearted? And he answers with, I believe because one significant obstacle stands in the way, our death. Becoming wholehearted requires a death we resist dying and a full surrender we resist yielding. He goes on to talk about the movie The Princess Bride, which is a great movie, and he tells of when the hero in the story is tortured and air quote dies. His friends take him to a local witch doctor and instead of being pronounced dead, he's pronounced mostly dead. Um, While this is a comical part of the movie, Jeremy says, I find this mostly dead condition to be quite common amongst Christians. Many walk around in an almost zombie-like state of partial surrender, living half-hearted in everything they do. Not only is this tragic, it is quite costly to the advancement of the kingdom. Why? Because we need resurrection, power, and life. But here's the catch. Resurrection only happens to dead people. The living don't need it. Before we can experience Christ's resurrection, power, and life, we must be united with him in death. Oof, that is such a gut punch. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I just, that when that hit me hard when I read it. Because um, it's so much easier to jump to the resurrection part, right? And completely skip over the dying to self. But as we know, it does not work that way. Romans 6, 3 through 4 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So in order to live with Christ in his resurrection, we must first die with him in his death, which is dying to ourselves. So what does it look like practically to live wholeheartedly for the Lord, to die to self and to surrender? And this, this will just look differently for everybody. For Jeremy, he tells us that ultimately he wanted to make a name for himself. He wanted to be a rock star. And um, he said that at even one point in his life, he bartered with God saying, God, make me famous and I will make you famous as if we can manipulate God with our prayers. And I don't know about you, but I 100% have been guilty of that a time or two or three or more. Um, but Jeremy loved God, desired to serve him, but he just couldn't give everything of himself because his flesh wasn't willing to fully surrender. And so for him, he came to a point in his life where he was challenged by his dad about whether he was on the right path or not, which eventually, after anger and frustration and then some wise counsel, began to pray, not my will, 
for my life, Lord, but yours be done. Completely dying to himself and surrendering for him looked like giving up his band, his dreams, his passion, and his hopes. But giving those things up led him, not quickly or painlessly, but led him nonetheless to living a life of freedom and joy in the Lord. The songs he once tried to write that sounded um, forced, contrived, or like a knockoff of someone else's worship song turned into songs that held power, depth, and a weight of conviction that hadn't been there before. There was a shift inside him. He was no longer internally at war with con conflicting desires, emotions, and ambitions, and his heart became whole before the Lord and began to be filled with his song. And that is such a powerful testimony. Um, and again, this looks differently for everybody. And like for me, I gave my life to Christ when I was young. Um, I went wayward for a few heartbreaking years in high school and then finally broke free from the life I was living and fully surrendered my life back to the Lord in college, dying to self and just telling him, Lord, I, I am yours. Use me for your name, for your glory, whatever that looks like. I literally did not care what that looked like. I just knew that I was fully ready and I was surrendered and I just wanted to give my whole life to him for his name, for his glory. And um, not long after that is when my parents out of the blue gave me a guitar for my birthday, although not really out of the blue because my mom felt led by the Lord to do it. But, but that's when I learned to play guitar in my college dorm room. That's when I discovered my voice. That's when the Lord called me into an on and off season of overseas missions. And that is when my life of wholehearted surrender began. And I surrendered my my life for his name, for however he wanted to use me. And he got to work in my life. And, um, I, of course, obviously I have not walked perfectly, um, in this life of surrender. I am a human being, but as the seasons in my life continually change, I continually die and surrender, um, die to and surrender the things that begin to hinder my wholehearted devotion to the Lord. We're humans and there's I would say there's not a perfect formula out there um, to live a perfectly surrendered life, nor is it achievable, which thank the Lord for his abundant grace and mercy um, in our lives. But if we keep God the main thing in our life and continually hand over and surrender the things that start to hinder our wholehearted devotion to him, then we can walk this path of wholeheartedness to God. Um, and God has uniquely made us. He has uniquely gifted us. So of course, our spiritual death and surrender will look differently than those around us. Maybe you've half-heartedly surrendered. Maybe you've fully surrendered. And maybe you just honestly don't know if you have or not. And that's okay. Um, I, I do want to encourage you um, after this just to take some time to think through where you are in your surrender. Pray some honest prayers to the Lord. Pour out your heart to Him. Ask yourself the hard questions. What in your life is hindering you from being able to live a wholehearted life for Him? And I would just challenge and encourage you to surrender those things to Him and let this be the, the start of a life that is fully devoted and surrendered um, to the one who made you, the one who created you, and the one who desires you. God deeply loves loves you. He cares for you. He desires desires you. He doesn't want part of us. He doesn't want the leftovers. He doesn't just want pieces. He wants our full attention and our all, all of our devotion. Um, he wants all of us. So Jeremy writes, when it comes to worship, becoming wholehearted is everything. God has never been interested in anything less than our whole hearts, and He is worthy of nothing less than our undivided love. He is a jealous God. He refuses to share His people with other gods, lovers, or pursuits. He is a God who makes covenant with His people. He is not idolatrous or polygamous. He is faithful, loyal, and true, and fiercely desires a people, just as the Apostle Paul wrote, for His own possession. A wholehearted, wholly devoted people 
Without surrender, there is no worship. And I, I don't know, if you have not read this chapter and if you get a chance to read this chapter, I would encourage you to read it. There's just, it's just so good and so convicting and challenging, but also it's just so encouraging. Um, and a lot of what I said just now, you know, comes from Jeremy in, in this book. Um, but I also want to leave us with um, some scripture because we can say all the things, but nothing matters um, what we say if it does not align with God's word. So Luke 9.23 says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is I. Uh, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Romans twelve one. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. God, I thank you for your great love for us and for a love that sent your sinless son to die a sinner's death so that we may be reconciled back to you and be able to walk in newness of life. And we just thank you for your, for your son, Jesus, and the gift that he is to us. God, I just ask that you would stir our hearts and our affections for you, Lord, now that you would give us a burning desire to live a life wholeheartedly surrendered to you, a life of freedom and joy and deep communion with you. Um, God, may we come to you with with um, just honest hearts, God, and that we would ask the hard questions and just um, open our eyes to the things in our life that are hindering us um, from living a life just fully surrendered. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you've done for us. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Um, yeah, I hope that you are as encouraged um, by this chapter as I was and challenged and convicted and all the things. Um, we will see you back here next week for chapter five, which is titled Land of Your Dreams. So that sounds like it's going to be awesome. Um, so yeah, we hope y'all have a wonderful week.